everybody hi <laughs> i uh you being late today allowed me to mix this this uh open quickly ah i'm glad i could help yeah so because uh, i was ready at like 9 50 and that's when i got the text saying to pull you out of the zoo and i'm like oh shit <laughs> so yeah it's uh officially the christmas season it's december 1st and yes. that's me, the start of the Christmas season on the end year's podcast. Thank it feels you. Christmassy already. I'm not going to lie. Well, you just spent the night at a Christmas light spectacular. That is, oh, that might help. And I had delicious hot chocolate full of candy canes. Oh. Yeah, you just, put, just put candy canes in the hot chocolate. God damn. God damn. What is that? So it's like a pepperminty candy cane, a hot chocolate? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Well, that yeah. sounds fancy. Yeah, and it wasn't even that cold. It was actually quite quite pleasant. Yeah, it was. I I went out and uh, uh, hung the Christmas decorations. I don't go crazy like I do for a, a Halloween when I uh, do because Christmas. you're a Satanist. I do worship the Dark Lord Satan. Yes, yes. Um, and he's not a big fan of Christmas. No, I don't. I'm, I don't believe in God or Satan. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You you would think he, he would love Christmas the way it's been yeah, right. bastardized it's and monetized and, and commercialized. Crossfire. Good in the Woods. Pro- oh, E-Rock. Good in the Woods Productions. Um, yeah, so uh like to, as we build up and get into the YouTube algorithm and we get more listeners on YouTube, I'm reading our YouTube comments. Uh, Ish, our sweet boy Ish, who sent us some beaver nuggets. Way down in Texas mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from Bucky's. We got them today. Thank you, Ish. He Thank said you. he commented on our thankful 20. We got two porn comments on it. <laughs> That's weird. Um, but they were spam comments. Unfortunately. Oh. Sorry, Squeezer. But under thankful 21, Ish said, as refreshing as opening the oven on Turkey Day and getting the savory smells of the bird and fixings. My dry off ass turkey. With the sweet dessert of impressions. This cast is one for the books, folks. Come for the turkeys, stay for the MacGyver. Thank you, Ish. We did. Yeah. I did a lot of impressions last week. Uh, I'm learning that people are a fan of Dirty Roger Rabbit. Every time they hear it, I get more. <laughs> it's it's something that you can't do all the time because I I run out of dirty things to say. It's like well, it's, <laughs> Jessica, I hung the mistletoe off my furry rabbit nuts. <laughs> See, I think that's fitting. It's 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 Christmas. Yeah. I wrote you a Christmas poem with Marvin Acme's disappearing, reappearing ink. It said, "How do I want to rub my wet rabbit nose between your giant cartoon titties?" Like I was Rudolph. <laughs> See, I ran out of naughty things to say. <laughs> Uh, if Roger Abbott were to talk naughty. Um, oh, yeah, MacGruber's coming back. 
Hurry, MacGruber. So I saw uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife again, Squeezer. Yes. Um, loved it as much as I did before. Uh, it's even better. Right. I did. I still cannot find. Ivan Reitman said there's a straightened slinky somewhere in it. I can't find it. I noticed. I noticed one thing I didn't notice uh, before. Did you see what's up, Ish? Thank you for being here. We just said how sweet and Hi, how Ish. kind you are. Thank you. Did you see what was hanging on the locker that held the flight suit squeezer? Mm. No, you no. obviously didn't. May- maybe you didn't because you would have said right away. I didn't either, so it's no harm, no foul. But I picked okay. it up in the beginning of the first movie as they're tracking through the door when Bankman's doing the the experiments. Uh, the glass, the frosted glass, is burning hell, Bankman. Yes. On the door is a made. Please make up this room door hanger. Mm-hmm. That door hanger is taped to the locker. That the flight suits are in in Egon's lab. Uh, you know they're just trying to get the nostalgia crowd <laughs> here. I it just it's that ruins the movie for me. I uh. it's unwatchable. It's just unwatchable. The, there's absolutely no plot, no story, no heart, no humor, uh, and it just the fact that it, that alone is bad, and the fact that they made a movie that people that like Ghostbusters want to see makes it just as much worse. It's despicable. Zero not. stars. <laughs> I did a Borat not for you. Yes. It's so good. Uh, I, I love every second yeah. of it. I, so I, I'm going to probably wait until a, a little bit, till I, probably after the holidays, and I can go and see like a nice 10 o'clock showing again. Uh, don't expect it to be there. It's supposed to be on the home video by the first or second week of January. Ah, shit. All right. I'll, Maybe I'll be able to watch it. In the next week. Be able to watch it at home. Yeah, but I, I kind of. What am I seeing in IMAX? I'll go see it in the fake IMAX. You got to go see it in the real IMAX so you I can know. find all the other little Easter eggs. I know. I got to. That's go. how you're gonna. It's the only way you're gonna find that slinky is if it's like twenty feet long. <laughs> I had a. I I, I got to get down there before. I think Spider Man's gonna take its place, so I got to get down there before Spider Man comes out. I gotta yeah. see when Enchantress and I could get down there. Hopefully next Tuesday. Before maybe she could get out of work early or something, and we we got a podcast that night too. Squeeze oh it. yeah. Next week's show will be done live on Tuesday night, not Wednesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday. a beautiful Tuesday. I will be in uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. (gasps) On home video. I had to say it that way, E-Rock, because that's how it is. Coming soon to home video, Batman, (laughs) directed by Tim Burton. Um, Yes, I will be in Hershey. You will not be in Hershey. If you were in Hershey, we'd just do it in Hershey, live. Yeah. You and I in the room together. (laughs) But. Surrounded by mounds of mounds of chocolate. Mm-hmm. That we purchased at Walmart cheaper. <laughs> no, they gave... never got that. The guys love going in the store, fill up their bags. Oh yeah, I got all this. You can buy the same shit. It probably is a shorter drive from the factory it's made in Mexico to Walmart than the factory it's made in Mexico back to Hershey. Uh, no, but if you buy stuff that's off the line there, it's uh, yes, they. Uh... Uh, E-Rock asked if they still do the drive-through Christmas lights. Yes, they do. I pass them on the way in every time, so I know mm-hmm. they still do them. Yes. Um, 
but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's why we're taping early next week. Um, so maybe during the day I could get uh, Enchantress. She works from home, so if I uh, I have internet in my car, if she could bring her laptop with her, she could work from. <laughs> she'll be like, I'll work in oh, the car. I, you go I in and watch it. I thought you were it. gonna have her drive and you would podcast from your laptop. Oh no on no. Way to... No, there's no one. No one's gonna hear that. Did you see um, Kirsten Fagel uh, made at Rochester's Institute of Technology uh, found a rare, a rarity squeezer. She mm-hmm. found a floppy disk, a, a hard floppy disk that had uh, written on it Super Mario Brothers three. Uh, demo and it was it was from uh, id software um and it was copyrighted it like id and they found out that id made a demo of super mario brothers 3 for pc to show nintendo to try to get to license it for pc oh no shit yeah and uh let me guess whoever handed it to him had an air force colonel show up his door his next day and uh at dinner, ran out, grabbing his throat, saying he was poisoned and he was never seen again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's now in their museum up there, as it should be. Ah, yes. Like, um, yes, it's. But Nintendo was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing this. We will never speak of this again. Oh, can I see the disc? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna burn down the hole. I mean, it's in the Rochester Institute of Technology Museum, so no one's going to see it. No, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's lost forever. They have a World Video Game Hall of Fame up there, apparently. That's cool. Yeah, it was, uh, they were processing a box of donated items to Rochester's Strong National Museum of Play. See, this is why I just don't, if I see something, I can't just toss it in the trash i gotta put it in first like a disc a hard drive never know you never know if you you had a demo for super mario (laughs) brothers 3 and you never knew it yeah my by the way my brother there's a chance my brother's listening live he was helping me with my internet earlier and i told him hey we're doing a live show if you want to chime in so if anyone has any questions for chris i don't know if he's in the chat but go ahead and fire him away he may be a lancer um Let's see. There's a proposed. This should be good news for you, Squeezer. There's proposed <laughs> legislation uh, on the docket that could stop uh, scalpers from using bots, especially for PS5 and Xbox. Yeah, I've pretty much given up, and I mean, I don't really need one until uh, like next fall. Really, and then I got to get an Xbox anyway for first. So ah, he is there, Chris um, Christopher Kelly is present. Uh, do you want to call Jake so he could kiss his ass in the chat? <laughs> Jake, get him out of his your uh, boss. Your boss is here. Get him out of the tree stand. He can't come down. The step broke on his way up. So he's stuck <laughs> up there. Oh boy, did you watch Hawkeye yet, Squeezer? The first two episodes. I didn't no. watch the third one today, but we watched no, the first I didn't, two. I, didn't, I was finishing up uh, that show that you don't like that you never saw. I don't even know what it's... Arcane? Ugh. 
the anime. It was so fucking good. Yeah, but it's what about. What do you mean? Ugh! You it, never saw it. Yeah, but it's a, it, it's just what it's based on alone is has gives me no. It has nothing to do with it. I've mm. never seen it. I have no interest in it. I've never played it. It's a good story. Not the interested. The animation's gorgeous. Pass. Ah. I'm watching Hawkeye like everyone else who's normal squeezer. That's fine. I'm not. I thank you. Thank you. I'm not normal. I am not normal. <laughs> um, that's all the news I have, unless you have some. Did you watch 8-Bit Christmas yet? That's a book I've been talking about in the show that I read like six years ago. They, no. found, they made a movie on HBO Max for it. No, I, I heard. I heard it was. I heard it was good. You heard it was good from. Uh, someone somewhere internet maybe I don't mm. know. I was wondering if someone at work watched it. No, I don't talk to people at work. <laughs> you do all the time. <laughs> no, I no, I mean I talk to them, but I don't listen. Oh, all right, fair. That's fair. It's uh, a fair. Yeah, I am. I am though. On I'm perusing Marvel's uh, props auction, and they're auctioning us, auctioning us ox stuff. Props from uh, Punisher. Oh, the, uh, the the yeah. the the shit one that people hate that I don't really hate, but it's Thomas I Jane. No, 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 from the series. Oh, the series. Oh, the series. No, no. I I actually tried to get Tom Jane, but someone outbid me. I think Tom Jane did, but. Mm. Um, yeah, there's some cool current bid. A hundred, really? <laughs> Am I asking? You rock said you heard from the Coon Squad chat. He doesn't read that. <laughs> wow. Oh, this is that. That's something. You could actually get the birthday cards. That. Oh, he's Frank not even has. listening to us right now. Oh, sorry. What? I. What, you want me to read? I can't listen and read at the same time. Yet alone mm-hmm, read mm-hmm, two things mm-hmm. and listen at the right. same time. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. C- continue. Oh no, uh, that's kind of creepy though. You can get the uh, <laughs> the Lieberman family photo and artwork, so you can actually have a family photo of uh, the Lieberman family. Great. And micro. Then that's kind of creepy. It's cool auction. Wow, you you're being hurtful. This is wow. We are four minutes into the show and hurtful. Ryan's here already. Just you know, fuck you, Squeezer, and all the things that you might like. <laughs> now we're getting a good show. Yeah, there we go. I'm all surly now. Hurt feeling in, Squeezer. Out out hurt feeling Squeezers here. I was out in in Luke Luke cold temperatures, if that's a thing, all afternoon and evening and into the night. Uh, I, can, I, I can get a robe and a pistol from a TV show that well, I enjoyed, but isn't gonna. Someone posted. Again. I, I guess Vince McMahon made the news again. Squeezer. Uh oh. Yeah, I got about that Bob Costas interview he did. I guess Jim Miller wrote a book, Tinderbox: HBO's Ruthless Pursuit of New Frontiers. Uh, oh, I who else had a write up? Something came out of that. As well, well, McMahon openly admitted that he wanted to fight the legendary sports broadcaster. 
I'd pay to see that. He'd whoop his ass. Oh, hell yeah. Goddamn, pal. Take off that shirt. We're going to fight. Ah, oh, look at your body. It's so flabby and doughy. <laughs> ah. I wouldn't mind. I got to meet Bob Costas once. Hey, Vince. He, want me to oil you up before the fight? <laughs> I mean, Vince would crush him. Yeah, because he's like he's like four foot tall. Yeah, um, he has like a Babe Ruth, or as he he talks about, oh, I carry a baseball card from when I was a kid in my wallet. Oh Look, God, shut the hell up, I say. And, and and I say this, I say this as a complete, not an insult to our friend here. I say this as as complete. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the opposite of insult? Compliment. Compliment. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's like he, Dan. Uh, Dan at works are Bob Costas. Yeah, yeah, but I like Dan. Yeah, Bob's talented too. He well, he is in that kind of way that I'm not interested in seeing talent. I'd rather see two m- talented goofballs on TV making something entertaining mm. than. I don't know. He's just a stick in the mud. Well, just well, because you're a good interviewer and you're educated doesn't mean I want to watch you. Vince said, once we were doing the interview, pal, he kept interrupting me and interrupting me and bringing up topics that had nothing to do with what we were supposed to be talking about. He kept trying to do the I gotcha kind of thing. It was clear he didn't want to hear my answers, pal. Um, and then he goes, the other problem with Bob is he's so freaking pompous. The entire, yes. Yeah, yes. Well, yeah. The entire yes. time he acted like he was above me and he was just using me to show how great he was. I was sitting there really pissed off and started thinking, I wish he wasn't five feet high and 140 pounds. <laughs> if he was 6'5", 295, he would deserve to get the shit beat out of him. I could have really given him some great television. <laughs> yeah, I read that again. I was... Hey, pal, <clears throat> I was sitting there really pissed off and started thinking, God damn, I wish he wasn't five feet, 140 pounds. If he was 6'5", 295, he'd, get the, he'd deserve to get the shit beat out of him. I could give you some great television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I He gave an address to, uh, he was like the keynote speaker to some conference I was at in college. And I'm sitting there, and there's kids around, kids around me, just enamored, like, oh my god, like either starstruck or like um, enamored at at his, you know, who he is. Just like I want to be like Bob Costas, and I could not give a shit. Not in a I'm too cool for the room kind of like. I literally didn't care, and all he does is talk about himself. He he answered McMahon now. You want to hear his answer? You're going to get pissed at him even more. Okay. Here's my answer to this. Let's test Vince's premise, Costas said. He probably outweighed me two to one. I weighed around 150. He might have weighed, especially then, certainly 275 minimum, maybe 300 pounds. Who knows what might have enhanced that physical standing? Zing. Who gives a shit? He He can jab whatever he wants into his body. All right. His body, his choice. In any case, his premise is, if Bob and I were closer in size, his line of questioning was ticking me off and we would have come to blows and I would have had the crap, beat the crap out of him. Let's test this premise. Let's suppose somebody is on Meet the Press and they don't like Chuck Todd's line of questioning. They are a congressman or a senator and like Chuck, they are roughly 5'10 to 6 feet tall and weigh between 175 and 185. They're in the same weight class. 
it'd be entirely appropriate for that senator from whatever state to just go to blow. I'd watch fucking Meet the Press every week if a senator got the shit beat out of him by Chuck Dodd every week. Think about that. Think about that premise. I don't like your line of questioning, but as long as it's a fair fight, I should be allowed to kick the shit out of you. Brilliant. Do you really have to respond to something that stupid? On its base, it's idiotic. Goddamn, pal. Hey, I'd pay to see that. All right. You know what, then? Can I let's fight Lauren, Lauren Berber? You know let's let's or, make it a cruiserweight battle. And cruiserweight I'll match. fight Nancy Pelosi, too. Bob Costas, Chuck Todd. I'm a wimp. I can't fight anyone my size. What? <laughs> <laughs> let's bring back the cruiserweight belt. Mm-hmm. And those two can go at it. I think Chuck Todd kicks his ass because he looks like a guy that he might be like, I'm Chuck Todd, blah, 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 question, question. But, like, he'll down a bottle of whiskey and then get, like, beer muscles and mm-hmm. then just go fucking crazy. Right. I get that sense. Like, Bob Costas goes home and just unplugs from the, like, <clears throat> they disconnect, like, his IFB and, like, they take his mic off and then... Like, they just flip the switch. Like, he's wired to the board. I probably made this joke about someone else last week, I think. And they just, as they dim down the lights, Bob Costa shuts down. Yes, I definitely made that joke about someone else on TV last week, and it just occurred to me. Yeah, he's like a robot. There's no personality. That and when he does the Olympics, his face and his hands are two different colors. Oh, are we talking about Bob Costa's again? Oh, yeah, I thought that's what we were doing. Yeah, no, I'd I'd like to see someone, I I mean... Um, we look, just lost seventy percent of our audience because it was, they all loved Bob Costas. In oh, fact, wow. Bob Costas's family is a big uh, supporter of the show. I'm pretty sure Ish is Bob Costas's cousin, and now I have to send him my uh, Beaver uh, nuggets back. I'd hate to be hurtful, Ryan, but man, mm-hmm. you're you're bombing. <laughs> I, I just started. Ran- I was. I was trying to make sure, like, the little head didn't overflow my glass. <laughs> I was just rambling. Sorry. Your material was just hurting there. <laughs> it's just his cousin. Where the fuck did you get that? I don't know. I was trying to think of someone that did something nice, and now I have to give it back. Oh, uh, okay. Nice and I got to give it back. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about my, my beaver nuggets. I'm sitting <laughs> on my desk. Damn it. Waiting for me. And I realized I'm not in tomorrow. I fucked up. Now I can't have any till Friday. Oh, you're not in tomorrow? Yeah, you you signed that little slip of paper, remember? My bathroom pass or whatever the fuck I had to give you? Oh, yeah, you didn't want me to, though. I should have signed the the not allowed. Uh, So I have to to tell Mrs. Squeezer tomorrow. Like, sorry, honey, I got to run in real quick. She's like, I thought you were going to hang the wreath on the house. I'm like, yes, but I need my beaver nuggets. How long does uh, it take to hang a wreath on the house? Um, Is your front facade brick? Yeah. You want to borrow my glue gun? It's battery powered. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to glue a a, <laughs> a 40-pound wreath to my garage. No. All you need is one a hook that could hold 40 pounds. Like um, yeah. get one of those uh, 3M hooks. And then you yeah. hot glue that to the brick and boom, wreath is hung. Yeah, I want it to stay up there. Yeah, it's, it'll, trust me. It'll stay. Yeah, it's it. No, I got I have a system. It's fine. What's your system? <clears throat> I have a loop of a cable and I have a little eave from the vent above the garage and it loops over that and it just hangs. So I don't have to attach anything. Oh. It's actually quite easy. I can do it in about five minutes by myself. But I have help. So it takes two and a half hours. Oh. But Ian's there? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I said help. Hmm. Well, uh. No, he took vacation on a Wednesday. Well, he's hunting. He's attempting to hunt. This oh, is... oh, are we going to get to watch it on TV? Nope. It's his nope. second attempt at hunting. He's never gotten anything. <laughs> his first attempt, he tried to make a TV show out of it. I was there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's nice. Got to hang out by a fire and drink beers you know, all night long. I think he's still mad at me for canceling your boat trip. Well, sure, but... <laughs> I, I mean, you, you have to have something to green light. <laughs> can I go on a boat trip? No. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but not. It'll hurt his feelings. I, you're right. It would hurt his feelings. Yeah. Send me to the Finger Lakes with a camera. Expect nothing back for a couple of days, and uh, he'll be sad when I get back. Um, can Mrs. Squeezer come too? Just two of us, you know, go wine country. Well, I thought you were gonna invite me, but okay, fine. Bring Mrs. Squeezer. Do you want to go to wine country? No, I don't want to go on a boat. I don't want to. Yeah, nope, nope. Do you don't want to nice. go with me and drink wine in a boat? I wanted you to want me in to go in upstate New York in December. I wanted you to want me to go. Oh well, I want you to want me to want <laughs> you to go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We kid squeezer here on this show. Uh, big shout out to Joe, the man brewer. Uh, he hooked me up with some intel about Target's uh, a spoiler pack of action figures. It's Phoebe and a, someone else, a spoiler. Uh, did we spoil it on the show already? Can I talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Ghostbuster spoiler coming three, two, now. Yeah, so it, it's it's Ghost Egon and Phoebe, and it's a two pack. And um, I went on Sat. It was released on Sunday. It's a Target exclusive, and uh, they like I went on Sunday and nothing. And then Monday, uh, Joe messaged me that the Target was trying to like prevent scalpers, and he sent me like this DCI number, and he's like, I was told that if you ask for this, they keep them in the back, and they'll get it. He's like, I just got mine. You should go check it out. So I went to Target, and I told the lady. I showed her the number. Lady, this girl was young enough to be my daughter. She punched it into her little computer, <laughs> and she goes, something Ghostbusters? I go, yeah. She goes, hold on. Let me check the back. Literally like, more than 10 minutes later, she comes back. I hope this is what you're looking for. And she had it. I was like, yes, perfect. <laughs> it is. Um. So, yes. Big shout out to Joe. Uh, our bicycling fan, he's doing, he always does those long bicycle rides and listens to us, which is like double torture. Exercise yeah, well, oh, by God. listening to us. Unless it's just con- unless it's like this show and it's just constantly downhill and you just kind of just cruise like we do, then yeah, it's. Middle, well, I guess we're not making baseball a card in the spokes just making an annoying noise for two hours i was about to say we're making a living out of it but we make yeah. nothing off of this so anyone else would yes <laughs> is that the biggest slap in the face too like we I, i'm not saying that we would be a successful podcast that we could live off of but some people would want to <laughs> would be dying to monetize this and make I, it a job yeah uh, i've made fun of every single person who's reached out to sponsor on the show it, it's good you know sometimes there are certain bridges that just won't burn and 
you just got to keep throwing fuel on it. <laughs> yeah. We're not taking anybody. We're, we do we do this show for the fans. We're not selling out ever. We do it for, yeah, out of it's for love. It's for love of the content that we butcher and well, degrade. We, we have fun. We have fun. Yeah. And doing it live for 10 people every night keeps us uh, on a schedule. That's why it's the best thing that we ever did. Yeah, getting it live and now we're Yeah, especially not I I don't I do not miss doing these shows at 2:30 in the morning. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, remember that? When are we gonna start? And finally, it's like one o'clock. I'm like, oh shit! All right, we gotta get this done. And I, I think it uh, it hurt the product. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. That and and losing control a few times. Now, like, I have to control myself. I can't drink an entire bottle of whiskey and wallow <laughs> in my own sadness. <laughs> Talking about Goodfellas for like two and a half hours. I'm like, uh, ah, you might want to edit that, and we'll pick it up tomorrow. Passing out mid-show. <laughs> yeah. How many times Is she have you do and I fallen asleep on each other? What's that? Oh, yeah, twice. No, I did on once on you, and you did it, I think, yeah. one, at least once on me. At least once. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's start the show. We are talking All about right. retro. It's our first ever show dedicated just to retro Christmas commercials. This I go first my mind. this week, Squeezer. I, uh, I went through it twice to confirm this. I, I, I it was unbelievable. Twice, yeah, it's it's the truth. Yeah. I don't I I find it hard to believe. It's now granted we have some that we talked about in like our Christmas memories, but we never actually did a Christmas commercials. Well, goddamn, pal, let's do it. That's now. what Christmas is all about. Commercializing. Here is my first Christmas commercial pick. Butterball made Thanksgiving delicious. So for the holidays, enjoy another deep-basted Butterball turkey. Every slice is juicy. It's very juicy. It's a Butterball. Fresh or frozen, it's been the perfect holiday recipe for over 30 years. Uh, that was a short guy hawking Butterball turkeys. Like, you had one for Thanksgiving. Now, open up your feed bags and shove another one down your gullet because Christmas is on the way. Now, I learned something uh, that I never thought was odd. People think it's weird that some of us eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Really? I mean, not Thanksgiving. Duh. Christmas. Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Christmas. Oh. It's not weird, but. I always, it was in Christmas vacation, so I always thought it was normal. Huh. And it was in fucking A Christmas Story, too. That is true. We never did it, but I, I never thought it odd if you did. Like, the reverse is. Like, if you have, like, turkey at Christmas, I'm, I'm fine with that. But if you had, like, we always did ham at Christmas. Right. That ham is Easter, I thought. Oh, well, maybe it's just because it's a cheaper option. We had turkey but, at all three of them. Oh. Uh, turkey at Easter is weird. But I could see turkey at Thanksgiving. <laughs> or Easter or Christmas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Um uh but if like if you did ham at Thanksgiving, that's like uh huh? What? Ooh, tamales on Christmas. Yeah, now oh. now we changed it up. Now I make this like Italian pulled chicken and I make mac and cheese and I make dip and it's a lot of finger foods. Um yeah, pizza uh pizza bagels. 
uh, Chris, if you're on there, chime in. Do you you remember we ate turkey for uh, <laughs> eventually beat currency? Are we talking ice? Oh. No, I'm talking about beaver nuggets. Oh, oh, that was yeah. you. I was like, who's Derek? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I should make a squeezer account so yeah, really. people understand who the hell I'm talking to. But yeah, it'll be like one day in the future when the world collapses and we're all in the barter system. There's one thing that we can either that will last forever that will never go bad that we can either use as either a coin or food, and that's beaver nuggets. Mm. Yes, I'll have some. Um. But my my brother's still listening. If we didn't bore him to death with uh, your your bad comedy act and me droning on about God knows Vince McMahon, <laughs> he could answer. Oh, always turkey. See, as the two of us just shit on the most renowned professional broadcaster on the planet. <laughs> yeah. We're Sorry, na- second second most renowned because Jim Gardner's still active. He's not yes, retired yet. Yeah. I consider us better than Bob Costas. Fuck. All right. It goes Jim Gardner, us Bob Costas. No. Jim Gardner, us. Well, I mean, if we if I'm not making a joke, Howard Stern is I rank above fucking Bob Costas any day of the week. All right. Broadcasters. Jim Gardner. Us. Howard Stern. Okay. Uh, Uh, Who who is every newscaster that used to have uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Integrity. Remember when newscasters had integrity? Yeah, Jim Jim Gardner. That's Besides Jim Gardner, one. like on um, the national news guys. Uh, what the fuck are the name? Um, Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. That's what I'm thinking of. And uh, who's the other guy? CBS or CBS? You know who I'm talking about. Does my yeah, brother do Im- impressions? Yeah, all the guys that try really hard to keep their teeth in their mouth while they talk. Yeah. Uh, Chris does not do as many bad. He, if he does any impressions, I'm sure they're better than mine. I j- he, he never mastered the uh, bad impression such as me. Baby, please. There's only one American dream. I'm wearing an eagle call. Walter Conquat, that's who I'm talking about. Baby, Meanwhile, there anyone that isn't within like a hundred square miles of us is like, who the fuck is Jim Gardner? Who baby? Who's Jim Gardner? He's the Action News uh, ABC Six. <laughs> I don't know why I went into Dusty, but <laughs> you have to roll your tamales together, Squeezer. Ham radio. Chris is a ham radio operator. If you're a ham, N three RPV. You Ooh. could get in with him and talk talk on space. And Chris is probably like, don't give my call letters out in the show. Too late, Chris. I've done it many times before. <laughs> yeah, dads. Oh, uh, Ryan. Uh, don't, uh, uh, please, I like to. Uh, I'm a big political operative. Uh, I, I cannot do any interviews on your show because I want. I can. I am a, a very important person in politics locally. And um, yes, do not give out my ham call letters on the show. N three MFT. It's amazing the the energy that goes into us doing a podcast that can be downloaded worldwide. Like the steps, the process to get to that point. And if you heard it by us, the steps to then talk to your brother on a ham radio is much more difficult. Yeah, you need a license. <laughs> we should be licensed doing this. Yes. Instead, we're just idiots. Yeah. Well, yep. 
Well, I, uh, well, not any idiot can go on the internet and just say something. <laughs> oh, shit. Everybody. I know Squeezer has been. It's me. It's 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 the one with the truth you've all been looking for. It's Alex Jones. Infowars.com. Squeezer's been trying to silence me. Squeezer, you had your time to. Th- you had your time to talk. It's my turn now. Everybody, I don't know that that uh, what you're seeing right now that, that this Omicron variant made up by the liberal elite, pedophile Democrats to keep us all in the dark. We're not gonna get COVID virus. What they're trying to do is hide from Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile best friend whatever that woman's name is is on trial hillary clinton's gonna kill her and drink her blood we all know it she's been thirsty for blood since the spotlight's been on her duh listen if you're gonna go on infowars.com squeezer and you need this because i'm not gonna lie to you i you've been eating a little too many beaver nuggets if you know what i mean you can get a weight loss product at beta male max has ground up pedophile blood. We take those pedophiles, we kill them, <laughs> we take their blood, dustify it, ground it up, and put it in beta male max. It helps you become stronger, lose that weight, eat all the beaver nuggets you want, never get a pound. Use code name RAD at checkout. Mm. Get 20% off your order today. Listen, do not get the booster shot for the vaccines. I know they I know that they approved it for people who are whatever the age, I don't know, 20 and older, they're not gonna they're gonna eventually be injecting the babies that they're going to molest and rape with this 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 the vaccine that has HIV in it. HIV HIV is in it. Squeezer. That is a guarantee. I don't I don't know what HIV means. I just read it on a Wikipedia page and I didn't take time to click the link through to see what the true hyphenation or what's a acronym stands for, but I know that it's in it. <laughs> Infowars.com squeezer. I kind of, I don't know where he went there. Are, are turkeys wow. part of globalist X-Men? <laughs> the turkeys are, they give the vaccine to the turkeys before you bake them. So you eat the turkey, you get the vaccine whether you want it or not. That's the plan by the global elitist squeezer. I know you are one of them. I know you probably <laughs> sit at Hillary Clinton's throne dinner table and carve the baby carcass for Thanksgiving. You don't have to tell me. You probably deep fried it for her in butter. It's probably a lot more awful shit in that turkey than the vaccine. Yeah. Oh, your dad did go to Red Robins for lunch uh, today. He was very excited. What? I I was coming in. I was coming in with sheets because I felt like treating myself like shit today, so I did. How'd that sit with you? Uh, we'll see what happens. How long the show goes and how long of a break we have to take. But uh, I'm walking in and then like I can't do your. I'm not about to do your dad. But he's like, oh sheets, eh? I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, squeezy, I'm you off to the, Red uh, Robin. You want the sheets, huh? I'm uh, I'm heading. No, you didn't. He you clearly didn't talk to my dad then, because he would not have said Red Robin. He'd say I'm off the Red Robin, so uh, we'll see you later. I don't know if well, it's possessive or pluralizing, but he always does that S on there. Is, is everyone that works with us? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we're gonna go to Red Robin, and uh, I'm gonna get a cheeseburger, nothing else, the cheese, and uh, yep, that's it, and a Coke, please. <laughs> he was very excited. Oh yeah. Squeezer, what do you got there? Sheets? Oh, I'm going to Red Robins. It made me think twice. Uh, I was about to put it in the fridge and go to Red Robin. I might, uh, it might be a Friday treat. You should have been like, you buying? <laughs> Shit, yeah. I should, there's room in there. I would have gotten in. Yeah. Well, let's go. Come on, Squeezer. 
Man, he uh That would have been a fun snap. I had grilled chicken and raw veggies in a salad squeezer. Oh, nice. I I had three servings of Wisconsin cheese bites and a cheesesteak. <laughs> so I hope you use air quotes when you said cheesesteak because it was from Sheets. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a cheesesteak. It's absolutely hot garbage. But the trick for the Wisconsin cheese bites is don't just order a Wisconsin cheese bites from Sheets. You get the appetizer sampler and just punch uh, cheese bites. <laughs> the Wisconsin, uh, like the little cheese curds that are deep fried, like just hit that three times. They let you do that? Shit, yeah. They know better. And do you get more a from a family size? I think so. I once got, I ordered a small and I accidentally got a large once and it was the greatest day of my life. One, two, three. I'm Those waiting. fried cheese curds are not bad. They do squeak when you bite them. It's they just... do squeak, don't they? Yeah. It's fun. They're good. Uh, Anywho, your pick. Yes. Well, we're, we are talking turkey and these are a butterball, I guess, was hawking the turkeys. Um, and I saw this commercial and I thought it was great. Uh, it's a whole family sitting around a dinner table and it, it's old fashioned. Like dad's just waiting there for ma to come out with the turkey, <laughs> you know, feed me woman. <laughs> <laughs> when was this from? This is like uh, eight, 80s, probably 90s. somewhere in the eighties. Yeah. This definitely got eighties written all over it. Grandma and grandpa, they're probably dead. Every, like half the people in this commercial are probably dead. Ooh, that's kind of dark, isn't it? Mm, it's dark and light meat, Squeezer. It's a turkey. It's a butterball. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right. So with all the fixings, let's go on to Squeezer's first pick. Melts away the cold like a delicious hot bowl of Campbell's soup. Let it snow, let it snow. Campbell's. Campbell's. Ah, uh, th- this was this was the one of the, the two commercials that first came to mind for this because uh, I think these are I know the two you're talking about. I think the two only two we've talked about on the show before. Ah. Uh, not in length, but we mentioned this, oh, okay. I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, it, it's adorable. And it does uh, the, the perfect job of selling you that, that feeling and of that, that, that contrast of the cold and the warm. And there's nothing better than you're outside playing or you're out at school and you come home and it's cold. And you, you, you're home, you're nice and warm inside, and you either want... Hot chocolate or soup, and I am a soup guy. I am a soup guy through and through. I I like my soups, but I like them on the thicker side. I'm a thick boy. Um, <laughs> that that is, like someone's like, oh, would you like some soup? I'm like, oh, sure. What is it? I'm like, oh, it's Italian wedding. No, that's just a bowl of hot shit. Um, Italian wedding's no good. In that. It's got no, little meatballs it in it. It sucks. Um, the way to like, make. Like a thin soup, a thick, like hearty meal, is crumble up about an entire sleeve of Ritz crackers into it. They and yes, and that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my thing is, I don't like getting parsley stuck in my teeth. Yeah. 
Mm, well, yeah, we'll tie in wedding. Yeah. Like, if if I wanted, you're not getting any parsley. You're not getting any parsley with uh, camels, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And if they did, uh, it would be completely preserved in all the salt. It would be the freshest parsley on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yes, the young boy is out in the or the the, the snowman, snowman is out in the cold. He comes in. He closes the door. Oh man, it's crazy out there. Sits down, starts uh, having a nice bowl of Campbell soup. And he starts slowly melting and ruining all the good woodwork and hardwood floors in the house. Um, and then dissolves that he's a little boy eating the Campbell soup. Isn't that sweet? I relate um, to this squeezer. I don't know about you, but until oh, 100%. until I was in my 20s, I didn't have any soup besides Campbell's. And like uh, whatever yeah, they served no. in my high school, which I'm assuming is like imitation Campbell's. Uh, other than so yes, in my house it was well no my grandmother made like from stock from scratch her chicken noodle soup um, with like angel hair noodles that she would either make herself or get from like the little church ladies down the street mm. and then I had a recipe and now I make it and it's my thing for some reason it makes me fart really bad not that anyone needed to know that I, I thought your skimming process I, I thought your uh, your French onion made you fart really bad oh that does too this is I don't I don't think I skim enough so I let way too much fat simmer in the stock may God I damn am it, I it's good am I allowed to do the squeezer impression really quick yeah Oh, sorry, okay. I made uh, French onion soup last night. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's, maybe I'll do that tomorrow night. I haven't made it in a while, and it always pisses everyone off at work, especially Jason. Not me. I don't care. Oh, no. But uh, Darth Jason is not a fan of my French onion soup. Down yeah. the, hallway. the only thing I'm not a fan of is the Filipino barbecue. <laughs> Oh, it's that's why I eat it out. That's why I started eating it outside now. Now I know what uh, Ray Stant said when he said it smells like burnt dog. <laughs> I know what he was smelling. It's really good. Oh, that's my that's my that's my spot. Yeah, you that's and Lunger. My... Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, no, we were the same. Um. It wasn't until I was a little older where, yeah, my dad introduced me to French onion soup and my grandmother's recipe. Other than that, yeah, like but now pre- it's almost like discouraged. Like, oh, my God, you eat Campbell's soup. But even oh, like salt. But, squeezer, even like yeah. Progresso soup is like a light years better than Campbell's. But my mom wasn't buying any Progresso. She was buying fucking no. Campbell's and that's it. No, and I still don't get Progresso unless there was like one of those. Like, I stock up for my little drawer. Like, I just have soups because, like, you know, I, I'm not going to get out for lunch. You know, I just go in the drawer and I right. pull out my soups, you and, know? And we're not talking, we're not talking, progr- and my brother, if he's still on here, he had, he liked the Dinty Moore beef stew for a while when he was younger. He oh, the, hell yeah. He, he I was had, a Boy Scout. We lived on that shit. Yeah, and Chris, Chris was, he was, I don't know if he made it to Boy Scout, but he was a scout and he liked Dinty Moore beef stew too, not me. But my mom, my mom would probably water down the Campbell's Campbell's because it was like, uh, what's the? I'm not, I'm not compressed. It was, uh, uh you oh, the, um, concentrated. Uh, yeah. Yes, concentrated. Yeah. So you had to like add a can of water, but you know to feed all of us, she'd add two cans of water. Yeah, <laughs> a little extra salt. Well, you're it, fine. It was for the best. Right. It was for the best. Um, I would uh. 
when I would get home from school and I was a latchkey kid um, and I would come home, put on some mediocre late in the day, daytime TV and I would throw up, I would go with a stack of Campbell's cans in the fridge or in the fridge in the cabinet, pantry, whatever. And I I was always a stovetop dad. I could not That's for the word. life of me. I'm like, no, 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 microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Shot. Oh yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't even know you could make it in the microwave till I was older. Yeah, it was always stove top. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come college, yeah, that was a fucking lifesaver. Um, and I would make myself sometimes two, two cans of Campbell's soup. Oh, Jesus Christ! After school, and I would sit there with an entire sleeve of saltines. I was a Ritz boy. Uh, my mom wouldn't buy Ritz. She thought they weren't good for. But saltines were. But saltines and two cans of Campbell's soup at three o'clock in the afternoon after school. I'm surprised I wasn't mummified by the time <laughs> my dad got home. Squeezer Ish wants to know if you ate the onions or just the cheese on top. Oh no no no! I I so here's the trick. You you gotta break the top, let it cool a little bit. You eat the soup, eat some onions as you go. Take a little cheese here and there. Eat some more onions. Get rid of all the soup, and then you just leave. The cheese and a little bit of broth with a couple onions that you kind of chop up and kind of mush it around until you have a cheesy onion goop that you then consume um, like the, uh, the blood of uh, your enemies. <laughs> I am not trying to sound too hoity-toity with my nose up, but I had the best French onion soup at this little Parisian cafe when we were in Paris two months ago. <laughs> It was fucking fantastic. Uh-huh, sure. All it, right, it, it, I'm sure it was great, but there's only two places where you get the best French onion soup, and it's either at a small inn in Kresgeville <laughs> or uh, Bubba's Potbelly Stove on 309, just north of Quakertown, but uh, there's a fire there again for the third time in, like, seven years. So Yeah, definitely not France. You don't get the best French onion soup there. No, fuck them. No, it's like French fries. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. We just named it after them, probably. Because it's like, oh, yeah, it's a light beef broth with a little onion and cheese and a baguette. Listen, Squeezer. Yeah. The French invented unhealthy eating, putting salt and fat and everything. That was the, that was them. <laughs> I mean, they also kind of invented, like you know. Chris nah, said. I wouldn't say Chris said he's China did that first. My brother said he's Team Saltines, but then Ish said he's Club Crackers. Is he Club Ooh, Crackers? Like, cl- like, like Team just, Team Crackers, or is it Club Team yeah, Club Crackers? You have crackers. to specify here, Ish. Are you in? Because I'm with you. I, I am. I am. I'm not. My mom Ritz. never bought club crackers. It was Ritz. We were Ritz household. No, no. Like if it's like if it's like the the old like invasion angle and saltines is like Ritz, or uh, saltines is like WF. Ritz is like WCW, and then all of a sudden like Paul Heyman comes in with the ECW faction. It's club crackers. I'm club crackers. <laughs> I, I'm I'm on the Ritz team. And then all of a sudden, like, it shows up one day with a bunch of club crackers. I'm like, boom, chair shot to saltines. And then, you know, the war is on. <laughs> you're, really, you're really grasping at straws. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm trying to save the environment. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. 
Yeah, she asked if Sheets has what Sheets doesn't have French onion soup. Sheets they do not. Those Sheets bastards. doesn't have any soup. That's the worst part of no. Sheets. Yeah. Wawa has some pretty good soup. I like Wawa soup. They do. They don't have a French onion though. No. They're chicken. Too much work. It's just too much work. Chicken is, corn yeah. chowder is pretty goddamn good though. Uh chicken corn the broccoli cheddar cheese. And uh mm-hmm. they have a baked potato. And their and their chicken noodle's not bad either. Wawa has good no. soup. No. It comes in a giant frozen bag, and they put it in it's like heated water to heat it up. Though. Yeah, they, they don't e- they don't even pretend like yeah. it's like oh we're at a soup and someone walks at least at Wegmans <laughs> like they have the common courtesy of they take the canister out, walk it to the back, pour the bag of shit in there, and then yeah. walk it back out. Right. Like oh we cooked this fresh out back. Yeah. Wawa like it's like oh we're out of meatballs and it just. Bleh. Well, I used to make the meatballs at Subway when I worked there. It was a bag of frozen meatballs, just like you'd get. And you have to, you have to start it in the morning during breakfast. And then you mix in the big jar of sauce, and then you let that all heat up in the... Oh. Yeah. What's well, really... Were they, they're frozen? Yep. Well, it's really no different than how you'd make them, you know, for like a picnic or some yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Really. Yeah. It wasn't bad at all. I can't say one bad thing about like... like uh, any. I can't tell you anything... That would make you not want to eat Subway when I work there. Uh, what about their tuna? That was a thing. Threw it out every day. We we remade it, and if it looked if dry, we threw it out. Yeah. Oh we, no, I guess it wasn't like true tuna though. Oh yeah, I don't know. But we we I I took a that, that was a thing. Like someone studied yeah, it. Yeah, three percent tuna fish. Uh, yeah, who knows? But we we had. Did it taste good? Who gives a shit? We had a giant can of tuna and a can opener. I had to open it and mix in the tuna and then mix in the mayonnaise. And I, we used to make the seafood delight salad too. So it was like the imitation crab. I'll tell you what. I had some. Uh, I had a California roll the other day from Wegmans, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and they left. It was one of the end pieces, and there was a bunch of extra imitation crab hanging out the back. So I cut it off and I ate that. Mm-hmm. I haven't had crab in what's it, eight years now because I had like a reaction once and Mrs. Squeezer's Imitation... like, "Oh my god, you're gonna die!" Imitation crabs, cod, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cod with like food coloring and a little seasoning. Yeah, uh, and it actually tasted like it was really good, like crab. My flavor. mom used to buy imitation crab by the tub, and her and I don't know if Chris could attest to this. Her and my sister would just eat it out of the tub. Oh, so good. Imitation. They loved imitation crab. They say these allergy things go in like seven-year intervals, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's actually even an allergy. I think my neighbor, my landlord cut the grass once, and I just kind of got stuffy, and we put shrimp and that together, and I have – I tend to be a little psychosomatic. Like if you're like, oh, you can't breathe, I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't breathe, and I'll just drop to the floor grabbing my throat, you know. Um, and then I went to the allergist and they did the prick test mm-hmm. and everything in my test came up negative except for the control that came up positive. Um, and they're like, oh, this is inconclusive. Just don't eat crab. And then I went to on vacation to Maine and Aruba. Yeah, but you slowly introduced clams back in and since then the ocean's been lots oh. of clams. <laughs> <laughs> I I am responsible for the red tide. <laughs> I am red tide squeezer. That's why all the clams have died. I ate them. Oh. We actually called it the the uh, squeezer summer of clams. Yes, because it was every day. I would just go home from work, stop at the grocery store, 
grab a bag of clams and eat clams every well, day. That's for where an the turkey summer. joke came from. It, it was clams and then it was chicken wings. Um, my brother said, I still love imitation crab, just not as much as real, just not as much as real crab. But yes, they loved it. Yeah, they had Ritz crackers. Yeah. They had the big tub of imitation crab. But Squeezer, you you went from clams to you were making wings on your grill every night. Well, yeah, because it or, was a 30-pound bag. Or your air fryer. I went air fryer. Then I started grilling. Gr- you, grilling you were went, you grilling way to go. And then uh, one of our vendors sent me three or four fresh turkeys. I did not make a turkey every <laughs> night. <laughs> we were joking that you should take them. <laughs> <laughs> you like, well, I'm gonna go. Home. All right, guys, I gotta go. I gotta go home and make a turkey. <laughs> after after I tried following instructions using a goddamn roaster, and I dried the turkey out, um, which I realized what the problem was, what, what went wrong. Um, what was it? I, I just followed the instructions. Whereas the year before, I had my uh, digital thermometer. Like I have one of those fancy like multi prong ones. Hmm. But I left the batteries in it, so the uh, contacts rusted out from the uh, corrosion. I got to fix that. Just I got, give it to Sven. Munch has to fix that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give Sven something to do until. Uh, but because of that, I didn't use that, so I didn't have anything to go by the temperature. And I guess oh, you got it. You can't year, cook a turkey without a, a yeah, so temperature. The way to cook a turkey squeezer is to cut the spine out. Lay it flat, essentially butterflying it. Um, it's kind of gross, but you cut that spine out, and then you can make stock with gross. the spine. Um, and then you cover it in salt and baking powder, which slow or speeds up the Maillard reaction to get crispier crust. You lay it on a wired rim baking sheet, and <laughs> you cook it like that. You'll get your best turkey every time. I'm gonna deep fry this bastard next year. Okay. But I have to. I'm doing it for Thanksgiving, which means I'm gonna buy a deep fryer in the spring, and I'm gonna do a test run. <laughs> so that will... all summer long. <laughs> all, right. all right, guys, I'm going on to make a turkey. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Squeezer's summer of turkey. <laughs> huh. What'd you have for dinner? Turkey. I had a turkey leg. I I do like smoking them too, but a lot of my family doesn't like it because you kind of get like a little ham flavor and texture when you smoke turkey. Mm. Just hack um, off the legs and smoke them. Oh yes, I just walk around with my put my crown on, <laughs> walking around with a turkey. Walk around the neighborhood with a turkey leg. Get what? out one of my goblets, fill it with some really strong ass beer. How do we even get here? Where are we? <laughs> what was your pick? We're talking about we're talking about the Campbell Super Snowman commercial. Uh, yeah, kind of went off the rails there. Yeah. All right, uh, should we move on to my next? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think so. Commercial pick. It came out in '93. It still runs. It's adorable. Here's my next one. It's a Radio Shack Merry Christmas. This Christmas, I did the family's gift shopping at Radio Shack. I saved sixty dollars on this VHS remote control VCR. These two-way bass reflex speakers were half price at Radio Shack. This dual-powered calculator with memory was only $8.88, and I saved $30 on a cordless phone for the family. Harry, I'm home. Just finished our Christmas shopping at Radio Shack. The Christmas electronics sale, only at Radio Shack. Ah, Radio Shack. My dad 
<laughs> loved Radio Shack. He knew the guys who worked at Radio Shack on a first name basis. Oh, hey Barry, hey Steve, what's up? And um, here with the kids. <laughs> Radio Shack, they're they're hawking um, VHS tape deck squeezer on sale. Remote controlled VHS tape decks on sale for whoa. Two hundred. I don't even have to get up. No. Mm -mm. $288 regularly $349 holy shit yeah what year was this I don't know (laughs) 80s Um, then they're hawking bookshelf speakers regularly 79 two way bookshelf speakers regularly and they they got that realistic uh, plastic thing at the bottom that that brand of Radio Shack realistic Mm mm-hmm Oh, there's so much of that shit around my house. Realistic speakers everywhere. <laughs> uh, $39.95 each, regularly $79.95. And the mom sounded like the lunch lady. Hold on, let's hear it. Ready? Yeah. Oh, just finished our Christmas shopping at Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Squeezer. If you want to radio... Oh, what am I doing? <sighs> Ish, come. Dick. I took Squeeze in a radio shack as a kid. He wanted to go to the mall. As you know, everybody, you've heard the show. Our school was right down the street from a radio shack. It wasn't in the mall. It was in the, 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 what are they called? The strip malls. About less than a half a mile down the road from our school was a little strip mall radio shack. Yeah, uh, lunch lady. They tore that down. That's now like a hospital, right? Squeezer, that's the one she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. They tore it down. It's a hospital now. It was between mattress stores. Yeah, it was across from the first ever like Staples down there. And the, yeah, it, it was, was a, a, a Staples. Uh, Your Blockbuster, right? Blockbuster and what the hell was between it? I think uh, it I changed a lot. I think I can't believe its yogurt was there. Uh, that was after it was a. It was also like a Pizza Hut, a Verizon. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of things. So we'd go to the radio. Oh, st- I think I think it was a singular. That was, that was early two thousands. Singular went away at the first Spider Man movie. Singular went away in two thousand seven because the iPhone came out in two thousand seven and it came out on singular. And by the time it was released, it was AT and T. Yeah, but I'm saying like singular was in there at one point. Yeah, a lot of stuff was in there. Yeah, the Verizon store was definitely in there because we'd go down there for it was our work Verizon store. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anyway, now, squeeze it. And now it's a salad works. We'd go down or there. Was. That's gone too. And I'd let him pick out batteries and capacitors. He'd hook up to various devices I had attached to my body. He didn't know it. He just thought he had a little card with his phone number on it that he'd buy batteries with. And he'd be like, I'll get you batteries, lunch lady. I'll get you batteries. He didn't know I was using them for my personal devices. Uh, yeah, we. My Why did I know that's where that was going? <laughs> Radio Shack and lunch lady. The only thing she would buy there would be. I'm a thicker lady, so mine took four Ds. But, you oh, know... God. Oh, it probably looked like a Pogs tube. It was a 25cc model. It had a lot of power to it. But, you know, uh, uh, we would take little trips on that. And then we'd go and get the Taco Bell. And he'd be like, oh, I want Taco Bell. You just ate Squeezer. 
I want Taco Bell, and I would get upset because it's not mine. I didn't make it. But, you know, the, we got to know the people there, so, so well, they let me go behind the counter and make his tacos for him because I didn't want to eat anything I didn't put together in seven. He's a, he's a growing boy, but he's my growing boy. I mean, I feel like I'm squeezing today. None of my stuff is kind of working. I should, I should work on my shtick. <laughs> All right, I got to go. I'll see you. Bye, squeezer. Bye, Beatrice. Oh, man. Both of you are bombing today. Jeez. Good thing oh, I'm not. <laughs> oh, the two of us are just dragging this show down. You and the lunch lady. God damn. Uh, but yes, Jeffrey was a big fan of Radio Shack. Uh, one of our first computers that's not a Commodore 64 was a Tandy TRS, whatever the fuck, that had the Deskmate uh, operating system that had like eight disks. And as you use different uh, apps on the desktop or Deskmate uh, operating system, you had to switch floppy disks. Um, he would get my brother these. My brother had those. Um, I think we talked about it on the show. Those science, those electronic science labs. So it was like, like teaching you to be a little electrician. It was like a, a board that had a lot of different experiments with capacitors mm-hmm. and shit on it. I I remember getting one of those one year, and I thought it was cool. Until I tried to do it and didn't understand what the hell was going on, and I just moved on. Like yeah. that was it. Yeah. Um. I remember my, one of my fond memories of, of, of um, the Radio Shack. We went in and they had a demo of of where in the yeah the breadboard. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? What what is that? What what are you doing? I was reaching for another beer. What was that noise? The crinkly can. Oh, that was loud. You were doing it right in the mic. No, it's actually kind of far away. Sound oh, travels down here. It's picking it up pretty well. Anyway, <laughs> um, we walked by Radio Shack and I saw where in the world was Carmen San Diego, and I was transfixed. I wanted it so bad, and my dad's like, uh, "Ryan, this is a learning game. You have to read a book for. I don't think it's gonna be up your alley." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a very smart man. <laughs> yeah, he knew. <laughs> don't waste your time. Uh, but yes, he did know the Radio Shack guys by our. Um, we had. Uh, I think our first two-line phone, uh, my dad's boss made him get a second line so he could call him directly. And our first two-line phones were from Radio Shack, and they'd bleed through. So, some, you know, you heard, oh, Squeezer needs a little pee break. Well, you didn't have to say it. Like, <laughs> it, wasn't... Uh... it was like, we might go another 10 minutes talking about your dad going to Radio Shack, and then we're like, oh, let's go to our next and then you play a little song and then I come back and it's like I was never even gone. Um all right, it's okay. I'm, I'm good. No, no, I'm good. I'm good, but you know, continue. I I no, there's nothing I find more endearing and nothing that says more about this Radger show and it's more heartfelt than you telling stories about your dad at Radio Shack. <laughs> like if if there's a top 5 like Themes, all right, not, not themes, but like, 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 if we became a Netflix series and like, oh, let's base a show off of like the Radio, like the 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 opening, the main the f- opening show, like the 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 pilot, Jesus, opening show, <laughs> the pilot would be 
The show Our that dad- starts the season, flies it in. It lands it as if it were flying through the air. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, the-, <laughs> the, the pilot, though, is you, or it could be a flashback episode like in season two, but it's our dads hang out at the Texaco and you and I are there together, but never actually interacting or being friends or anything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 38 years later, we're doing a podcast. Mm, okay. 30 years later, we're doing a podcast. Not 38. We're not like fetuses, mm-hmm. but yeah. What does that have to do with Radio Shack? Because the second episode would be the Radio Shack episode. Ah, Jeffrey and his friends at Radio Shack. Yes. Okay, yeah, I see that. That happened a lot. He loved fucking Radio Shack. I don't know yeah. what the fuck he bought from there, but he was always buying shit. I kind of miss having a store better. to go to where I can just pull out drawers of transistors and whatever <laughs> yeah. the fucks. Yeah. <laughs> and and the the problem now is too, and I don't want I don't want to shit on the younger crowd or anyone else that works in retail, but there was a time where you're like, oh, I need a C431 transistor thingy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a thing. Chris, let me know if that's a thing. It Mm -hmm. might be. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's in drawer 413. Oh, you're working on your microwave, eh? Like, yep, gotta fix the microwave. You know, now it'd be like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. um... Now it'd be like going to Home Depot. It's like, where's the wood? Um... Chris, Chris brings up a good point. He said the Republican Party that my dad's a major operative of uh, would never allow him to do a series, but it would, and he wouldn't be in it. <laughs> it would just be make uh-huh. I'd steal his likeness, and he had nothing to say about it because <laughs> it's based off my memoirs. So yes. parody. Yeah, right. Favorite Sue me, word. Jeffrey. Uh, yes, I, I'm suing Ryan for uh, the the doing a, a exact likeness of me on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, sorry, sir. This is way. <laughs> Ryan, you're ruining. You're standing before the Supreme Court, and they're like, no, this is not parody. This is a direct likeness. This is. Right. <laughs> Ryan, you're ruining my political career. <laughs> yeah, too much publicity. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to hurt that township commissioner race. No. <laughs> Blood and sweat, Squeezer. Blood and uh-uh. sweat and tears, to say the least. All right. Let's move on to uh, a quick uh, video. Uh, what should I play? Oh, I'm going to play you, Squeezer, while you take a, a pee break. I'm going to play my two outtakes that I decided not to use. Oh, but I want to listen to those. Oh, leave mm. me out. All right. All right, well, he'll be right back, but here is one of my outtakes. This is a commercial from the 80s of Toys R Us. Come with me to a place you'll be glad that you did. And so much more, oh, what a store with Toys R Us kids. Guess what we want, Jeffrey? You want a Toys R Us kids sweatshirt. We've got them for everyone, even grown-ups from 397 to 8. Come with me to a place you'll be glad that you did. Each. Toys R Us Kid dolls are just $9.97 each, and you can only find them here. Um. And look, it's me, a real stuffed Jeffrey the Giraffe, only $9.97. It's the I don't know what to tell you to look at this, for this, this commercial, but there's a lot to unpack here. It starts with an older woman and a, a girl doing piano lessons, and she's like, 
And then Jeffrey just shows up in her house with a young, uh, two young, uh, three, I don't know, a couple young kids, four, one, two, three, four, five young kids. And what looks like a rank and file pedophile with a mustache and hat with wearing an Amatoys R Us kid sweatshirt. What the fuck is this dude doing in this commercial? And he's dancing next to Jeffrey. This dude looks like, uh, I, why is this girl running to them? Call the police. And they're going through a door. Uh, now, the, there's a big flash of light in the door. And they're in like a nutcracker suite with a um, a Christmas tree. And she hugs two of the younger kids. The pedophile's gone, but Jeffrey's still in there with him. And he's saying, come to Toys R Us because I know you want sweatshirts that say I'm a Toys R Us kid. The last fucking thing anybody who goes to fucking Toys R Us wants is a sweatshirt. No matter what the fuck it says, Jeffrey. I know you're just a giraffe and you might be fucking stupid, but God damn it, we don't want a sweatshirt that says I'm a Toys R Us kid. We don't want a sweatshirt at all. For everyone, even grown-ups from $3.97 to $8.97 each, Toys R Us... Then they're selling dolls. Kid dolls are just $9.90. Dolls that say I'm a Toys R Us kid. Who the fuck wants a doll that says I'm a Toys R Us kid? No one's clamoring for these goddamn dolls. Seven each, and you can only find them here. And then, and then it just cuts to the random kid going, um, like what the fuck is this commercial? And look, it's me. And then it's Jeffrey and a Toys R Us kid. Okay. Stuff Jeffrey the giraffe only nine. Maybe this is something your like relatives buy you when they don't know what to get you. So they buy you the Jeffrey the Giraffe that says I'm a Toys R Us kid on it. But all of these toys you're hawking, Jeffrey, are shit. And you should be disgraced. And why you're bringing that pedophile into that kid's room, you got to fucking think about your fucking actions before you do them. Uh, I'll try and post this commercial to our Instagram. But man, this dude looks like a straight pedophile. And I'm sorry if he's not, but fuck. Creeping me out. The next commercial I found was from what's called Skaggs, and this one's great. Well, the people at Skaggs have done it again. The Christmas section is totally well-stocked. It's got everything for your Christmas needs, wrapping paper, Christmas trees, decorations, lights, in fact, the works, which is why everyone's shopping here, basically, because they know this is the place. Excuse me, man. Yeah, excuse, excuse me. me. Gee, Santa, I guess you're in a hurry to pick up Skaggs brand eggs, just 39 cents a dozen. Go ahead, put all your eggs in one basket, and you'll need your sleigh to hold these delicious shank hams for all the boys and girls, just 98 cents a pound. Well, here's Barbie. That's right. I think I got you one when you were a kid. I thought it was a mistake, but no, you wanted Barbie, your mother said. That's right. <laughs> wait, this wait. commercial is so awful, but so magnificent. Is that Santa? Yes. <laughs> He's not even trying. So I don't know what Skaggs is. Apparently, I looked it up, and this commercial is from the 80s, but what, what I could find on YouTube about Skaggs, hold on, let me make sure I'm spelling it right. S-K-A-G-G-S. So. Skaggs. Gross. Uh, it sounds like a derogatory term from a cyberpunk novel. Skaggs Companies is a re store of retailing chains including Safeway, Albertson, Osco Drug. The company owns several drug stores, but all of them were sold. Skaggs companies became american stores in 1979 but this commercial is definitely in the 80s it's not a 70s commercial which i i don't understand so there had to be some skags left um i don't know so 
he so this guy is uh he he's just talking very dry Skags have done it again. The Christmas section is totally well stocked. It's got everything and for your Christmas as he's needs. Talking, paper, Christmas in front of trees, Christmas trees, lights. Santa is starts shows up behind him, pushing. In fact, the works, which is why everyone's shopping here, basically. They, shopping here, basically. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> it, it. It sounds like Ricky doing a promo on Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> this so, is a place. Excuse me, man. Yeah, excuse, excuse me. me. So uh, Santa then hits him with the cart and says, "Excuse me." Gee, Santa, I guess you're in a hurry to pick up Skaggs brand eggs. And Just it goes 39 into, cents a dozen. Go ahead, like, put all your eggs stock in one footage basket. With a voice and you need your sleigh to hold these delicious shank ham. hams for all the boys and girls. Just 98 cents a pound. And then he's holding a Barbie, and he just goes, Well, here's Barbie. <laughs> well, here's Barbie. <laughs> and then... That's right. I think I got you one when you were a kid. I thought it was a mistake, but no, you wanted Barbie, your mother said. That's right. <laughs> hold on, it's called Skaggs Alpha Beta. Skaggs Alphabet. I'm gonna look that up. Skaggs. <clears throat> That's internet gold right there. That's one of those little gems that I know. I found this in like uh okay, it's a su- Alpha Beta, it's a supermarket. Alpha Beta was a chain of supermarkets in the United States. I guess it, they're somehow related. Skaggs Alpha Beta. Uh merged with it's now Ralph's. Oh, okay. I I gotta post this commercial. I found it, so I was I was just watching like three hour dumps like at Phantoms like a month ago. Mm-hmm. When I was eating that turkey that Thanksgiving, when I was eating, when I had like three oh, bites, that Seven Eleven disaster, Seven Eleven, which was delicious by the way. Seven <laughs> Eleven uh, Thanksgiving. Visually, if, if you have to close your eyes to eat it. Cause... Oh yeah, it had turkey, white cheddar, mayonnaise with craisins in it. And it was a stuffing flavored bun. Ugh. Yeah, you would have finished it. I'm not joking. <laughs> so I was watching these like long two hour dumps of Christmas commercials and I came across I was this. having a falafel. It's so great. Um Well the people is it's a pound. Here's Barbie. And he just goes, Well, here's Barbie. Well, here's That's Barbie. Right. I think I got you one when you were a kid. I thought it was a mistake, but no, you wanted Barbie, your mother said. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Santa's like, Damn. Hold on. I'm going to send this to you so you can see it. Just, okay. just so you get a feel for how fucking weird this commercial is. It's. Very strange. And I love it. It's like my favorite commercial. I could just... Well, the people at Skaggs have done it again. The Christmas section is totally well stocked. It's got everything for your Christmas needs. Wrapping paper, Christmas trees, decorations, lights. In fact, the works. Which is why everyone's shopping here, basically. (laughs) In fact, the works. Which is why everyone's shopping here, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is... It should be in your text. You see it? I just got it. All right. You can watch here. Watch it with me. In three... No, you're watching it. Oh, hang on. You're going to do three, two, one? Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Play on one. Three, two, one. Well, the people at Skaggs have done it again. The Christmas section is totally well stocked. It's got everything for your Christmas needs. Wrapping paper, Christmas trees, decorations, lights. In fact, the works. Which is why everyone's shopping here, basically. Because they know this is the place. Excuse me, man. Yeah, excuse, excuse me. me. <laughs> Gee, Santa, I guess you're in a hurry to pick up Skaggs brand eggs. Just 39 <laughs> cents a dozen. Go ahead, put all your eggs so in one basket. Character. And you'll need your sleigh to hold these delicious shank hams for all the boys and girls. Just 98 cents a pound. Well, here's Barbie. That's right. I think I got you one when you were a kid. I thought it was a mistake, but no, you wanted Barbie, your mother said. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He's so great and dry. But no, you wanted Barbie. That's right. 
That is, I don't know. I think my favorite part is them cutting to like the high quality, like stock footage of eggs and ham. Yep. <laughs> like under studio lights, shot on film. Like, it... I, listen, I didn't discover this. Whoever uploaded these long dumps of commercials from El Paso, Texas discovered this, but I don't know if they knew that they had gold on their hands. This commercial is fucking gold, and it might be my favorite Christmas thing ever. And it, I, I put it on the chopping block because I'm like, no one knows what the fuck Skaggs is, and what the fuck am I going to talk about? But as soon as you said you had to go to the bathroom, I'm like, I'm going to sneak my two other ones in <laughs> Why Squeezer Bravo. goes to the bathroom. Bravo. Thank you. Uh, we're on your second pick. Oh, boy. There we go. Pennsylvania lottery tickets make great gifts, like the new $20 Mary Millions. Happy holidays. And best wishes from the All right. If so Gus... I apologize in advance to all our friends outside of Pennsylvania and parts of Ohio, Maryland, Jersey, New York. West Virginia doesn't have TV, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> um, if Pennsylvania's second most favorite famous groundhog, Gus, is not in the commercial, I don't want fucking anything to do with it. Oh, fuck that, Gus. This is the greatest commercial, greatest Christmas commercial of all time. They still run this, don't they? They well, yes and no. So that was the original. That was our my baby, and this commercial like is burned into my mind. Like it ran incessantly for twenty years, um, and then in two thousand eleven, and then began in two thousand twelve. After twenty years of that commercial running, they ran a new commercial, literally the exact same commercial. Shot for shot to the point where, and I will give them credit, they, every little detail from, like, uh, the actors to their wardrobe to the ethnicity of each caroler is matched. Um, neighborhood's a little different. It's a little more polished. But it goes from being shot on tape and 4 by 3 to... Digital in, you know, HD uh, 1080. Uh, Pennsylvania Lottery figured it was about time when they need to update their their uh, commercial. And they're like, look, people and like, oh, it's great. And people didn't even realize that we updated. But the first time I saw it, something was off. And it's the voice. And someone did a great job. Uh, what the hell? There was an article. Kyle Scott from Crossing Broad. That's a. I'm guessing that's a Philly website. Um, did a side by side, even running the two commercials with each other in parallel. And it's something with the voice in our actor, because they they everyone's a little younger. You know, well, I mean, probably half the people in that original commercial are dead. It ran in '92. Um, and uh, so they polished it up and something about the voice and it's not it's just not the same voice the same people the same tone that ran for 20 years that i grew up with and it made me a bitter guy mm. i appreciate that made them you a bitter guy going 
What's that? That made you a bitter guy? Yeah, it, that, this was it. This is what set me down my, my dark path. Okay. I, I appreciate the effort and the attempt. They did a really good job uh, of matching it. They really did. You can go watch it on YouTube. Just type in uh, like Pennsylvania lottery commercial, old and new, or Pennsylvania Christmas commercial, PA lottery Christmas commercial. It'll come up. I'm amazed at how much is online. I looked at other stuff for big international commercials for cer- for other upcoming picks, mm-hmm. like cookies, candy, whatever, like massive campaigns, no information whatsoever. You type, you search for information on the Pennsylvania Lottery Christmas commercial, and it's article after article about it and and breakdowns and and all the information that you could want on this and interviews from people that work at both the Pennsylvania Lottery and the advertising firms the woman that worked at both the advertising firm that created it and then worked at the Pennsylvania Lottery when she reshot it like this is a big deal in the Keystone state hmm. I, you seem to not care. Anywho, no, I care. Th- this doesn't. This doesn't impact your life. Mm, no, I didn't even notice they redid it. I just thought they shot. I assumed with all the oh, money, they, sh- me. they shot it on film to begin with. I initially thought they were, and then something was off. The ADR, the voices were off. Something just didn't add up. And then when I looked closer, and they're right, a lot of people didn't notice the difference. Uh, the first one was shot in Pittsburgh back in 92. Uh, the new one was shot in Philly. Uh, mm. You can't really tell. Although they're very nondescript neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and it could match for either. You could almost think that they shot the first one in Philly and the second one in Pittsburgh. You wouldn't be able to tell. Um, but this commercial, the, the, the jingle, they updated it throughout the years because they had different lottery games that came out. So a couple things they they changed, but the the five cash fives you know stays with you. Beautiful falsetto. Um, it, 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 this is a legendary commercial, and it is it, when I hear this, I know it's time for Christmas, and it is the warmest fuzzy feeling. Watching this commercial, the original and the the, the, the new ones, all right, but it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like biting your. All right, this is what it's like. This is like eating two non-watered-down... Like, if you just took a bowl of Campbell's soup, a can of Campbell's soup, and poured it in a bowl without adding the water like they tell you to, warm it up and eat it, and that's a Christmas feeling, that's what this commercial is, the Christmas feeling. The new one is adding the proper amount of water. All right. Well, that makes What's sense. the fun in that? The fun in that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's legendary around here, and no one that is listening to this outside of like 200 miles of us knows what the hell I'm talking about. Brian and Autumn, though. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, well, this was shot in their neighborhood. Mm, yeah, look at that. Back in the day, now it's shot in our neighborhood. Well, in this not really. day. Okay, uh, let's move on. My third pick, we're an hour and a half into the show, Squeezer, and we're only on my third pick. Uh, Zooming. To to quote the greatest 
uh, special teams coach in um, all of District 11 of all time. A lot of time on a shtick that no one will get. We're zooming. <laughs> We're zooming. <laughs> Here's my third pick. An exquisite fragrance for a man here. He'll love it. He'll hate it. He'll hate it. He'll hate it. It's perfumey. This Christmas, give him what he really wants. Clean, fresh old spice. America's favorite with the classic masculine scent men love as much as their women. Old Spice. I love it. You love it? I love it. I love it. And I love you. This Christmas, give him Old Spice. And if he likes the scent of leather, give him Old Spice leather. <laughs> so much is wrong in this commercial. Sounds so dirty. This, this sign, it makes me laugh. Masculine scent men love as much as their women. <laughs> It's got the masculine scent men love as much as their women. Women who are inferior inferior to them. <laughs> if your man loves the smell of leather and the feel of pain, <laughs> get him Old Spice Dominatrix. Uh, that's like, uh, I, I, I know you absolutely hated the movie and you're fine too, but there's a line that Mrs. Squeezer and I have to look at each other every time if you watch uh, Frozen 2. I saw it once with Enchantress, and yeah, you saw it once. But at the end of the movie, where he gets he gets dressed up to impress her at the end, he's like, "I did this for you," and she goes, eh, "I like you better in leather." <laughs> and we look at each other like, "What the fuck did she just say?" Well, she would love give him Old Spice, and if he likes the scent of leather, give him Old Spice leather, and if he likes the scent of leather. Give him Old Spice leather. I'm super creepy. <laughs> yeah. Disney's like, well, we can't draw penises in our movie. Let's just uh, make audible S&M references. It's a lockout. It's a lockout, Squeezer. It's officially a lockout. What? MLB. No shit. Work stoppage. Just came through. First lockout since 1990. Damn. League and Players Union failed to reach a new labor contract. Damn. Oh, no. Yeah, well, who gives a fuck? Phillies suck. Yeah. I mean, it happened now. I mean, they'll resolve that shit since... Yeah, money's involved. Yeah. Um, so Old Spice was launched as er, apparent, according to Wikipedia, Old Spice was launched as an early American Old Spice by William Lightfoot Schultz Soap and Toiletries Company in 1937. Wait, wait. What was the name of the company again? Slow that down. William Lightfoot Schultz's Soap and Toiletries Company, Schulton Incorporated. Whew. It was first targeted to women, with the men's product being released before Christmas at the end of 1937. Yeah, so Old Spice started as a woman's product. No, kidding. Yeah. According, according to Wikipedia, so it's hmm. locked in. So uh, a buyer at Bullock's in Los Angeles made Schultz aware of the emerging popularity of colonial American-style furniture, a trend spurred by the then-recent opening of Colonial Williamsburg. Schultz res reasoned that an early Americana-themed cosmetics line might find favor. The Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York collection of early American objects proved the source of inspiration for packaging design for the fragrance. 
Schultz was inspired by his mother's potpourri, and as, as a result, the first Old Spice product in 1937 was a woman's scent called Early American Old Spice. The product was received well and therefore followed by Old Spice for Men in 1938. So our Old Spice is derived from what people liked to smell like back in the 1800s? 1930s, squeezer. But, no, no, the but yeah, the men's fragrance, but the woman's fragrance was based off of his mother's. Well, his mother's po- be... his mother's potpourri. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the house smelled like. Ugh. Did your mom burn potpourri when you were a kid? N- n- didn't burn it, but... Uh, Not burn it, but like, like the, the heated up thing, the potpourri heater. Uh, no, no, never heated. They were like jars, and she had the candles and shit too but it never like actually like burned the potpourri oh my mom had potpourri like crazy everything had potpourri potpourri is potpourri even a thing anymore yeah yeah it's still around i think i when was the last time you've seen it my mom's house (laughs) there you go they got Uh, good point she's old no, they got candles that smell like everything now. So. Yeah, that's a candle. I mean potpourri, which is like the no, dry... No, no, I say that's why you don't need potpourri anymore. It's a lot uh, of work. Yeah. yeah. Although, although you just, if you ever do want to smell it, you just go into like an AC Moore or Michael's or whatever right. at a craft store. And just, right. You know, you're surrounded by it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Old Spice, baby. June 1990, Procter & Gamble purchased Old Spice fragrances, skincare, and antiperspirants and deodorants from the Schulten Company. And they turned it into the weird thing that it is now that I use. I use Old Spice deodorant, which just got yeah. recalled for having benzene in it. Ooh. Yeah. I believe uh, both Clutch and Breaker died in the Battle of Benzene. <laughs> It's for my G.I. Joe trading cards. Yeah, so uh, old this Old Spice commercial is just classic. Uh, she's she's The old woman's trying to sell her perfume. It's fragrance for a man here. He'll love it. He'll hate it. It's too perfume. He'll hate it. He'll hate it. It's but the, the funny thing is, Christmas, all she gets him is Old Spice. Cheap, fucking... Old Spice. America's favorite with the classic masculine scent men love as much as they're rubbing it on his face. I love it. You love it? I love it. I love it. And I love you. And I love you. This Christmas, give him Old Spice. And if he likes the scent of leather, give him Old Spice leather. Because I want to smell like leather. (laughs) I think that has the... (laughs) At the end. Think, listen. And of leather, give him Old Spice leather. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. Gosh, yes, that's been around for a while. Yeah, it's in Christmas sound. Hmm. Huh. All right, that's Old Spice Squeezer. Oh shit. You had you had a second part of the lottery thing we never played. Oh, no, I never it was just a new commercial. You don't have to bring it up. Okay. It's fine. It's just by comparison, but it's not important. People can go online and watch that and enjoy the the glory that is the Pennsylvania Lottery commercial from 1992 to 2011. Here's your third pick. <clears throat> and with that 15 second spot 
Hershey just owned the entire chocolate world that is Christmas. I don't think, I think holiday M&Ms do have a part of it too, for me especially. Uh, I, I think when maybe. I think of candy, I, when I think of candy I ate during Christmas as a kid, yes, Hershey Kisses is up there, but holiday M&Ms is right up there next to it. Yeah. Because you're sitting there, because they sit there. Right, and they're at the... It's easy. But the, to be fair, though... And you got candy canes like... full of them. Yeah, but you're just eating... Well, candy cane is the number one candy. No, I'm talking gotta... like those clear plastic candy canes full of holiday M&Ms. Oh, sure. Yeah. But the whole point is, like, the candy cane or M&Ms are just the appetizer to the Hershey Kiss. Like, you have the bowl of can- of M&Ms and you have the bowl of Hershey Kisses, and you pop the M&Ms in your mouth and eat the M&Ms while you're unwrapping the foil off the Hershey Kiss. Mm. Then you eat the Hershey Kiss, mm-hmm. have some more M&Ms while you unwrap the next Hershey Kiss. Mm-hmm. It's just an appetizer. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this commercial is legendary, and it's been running forever. It started in uh, 89, and they felt that it worked. So Hershey just kept running it and running it. And they updated it over the years, just kind of cleaned it up. In the 2000s, they redid it from, it was originally a stop motion, which, I mean, stop motion's, like, a lot of work for, like, dinosaur cartoon shows, but, like, for, to make it look as clean as they did, they did a fantastic job. It looked really good. Um, And to sync it up with the song um, for that 15-second spot was a lot of work, and it, it last, it tested, lasted the test of time. Uh, and then, you know, 2000s come in like, oh, let's CGI this shit. So they redid it and they cleaned it up. Um, and it's been running ever since. Uh, it's the longest running uh, Hershey's ad. And their argument is, too, like, why would we need to update it? It only runs for a short period of time each year. People don't get tired of it. And it's kind of timeless. It's undated. It's Hershey Kisses. Um, uh playing we wish you a merry christmas like it, it it writes itself they look like little bells um why would you need to change it you don't well they did i didn't even know this until i looked it up because mrs squeezer this is um <coughs> I, it was kind of on my list and i'm like hey you have any christmas commercials and she's like oh hershey kisses i'm like oh yeah the bells yeah Absolutely, I'll I'll take your uh, advice on that one. So, I went to pull up any little information I could on this commercial. I remember it vividly. You don't. Everyone knows it. You know what it looks like. You know what it sounds like. It's very simple, clean. It's the perfect commercial. Mm-hmm. Apparently, last year, they changed it, and at the end of the commercial, or as it's about to end, a little girl like reaches in and pulls one of the bells out. And pulls them out of like their fantasy, like white box world um, of uh, infinity uh, for the bells. And now they're in a kitchen and she unwraps it and eats it with her dad while they're baking. And people are like, what the fuck? Mm. You just murdered a bell. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe it or not, <clears throat> the internet was not happy. No. No, no. They got mad. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. the internet got mad and worked up over something like this. I mean, I, I understand there are... I'm glad they did, though. 
because an injustice was done. And um, there's only one platform that can right wrongs, and that's the internet. I'm I'm glad it's here for uh, all the good of mankind. That's true. Uh, so in response, Hershey now <laughs> releases both commercials, a an, an original 15 second and Jesus the new one Christ. that they did. I didn't even fucking know this. <clears throat> I didn't either because it came. It was only 2000 or 2020 that it came out, and I'm not going to be on like my high horse like, well, I don't watch TV, but what I do watch with commercials is rather limited. You know, like, okay, I watch sports, and that's about it, live. You know, if, if I'm not watching sports on live TV, everything else is from some other random streaming service on my other half a dozen, no, ten streaming services that I pay for on top of everything else. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had no idea that this had even happened. But it did, uh, apparently. Um and Hershey uh, fixed it by both playing the new one that they paid for, because, like, shit, we paid for it. We're going to run it. And running the original, which I don't get why you even change it, because you already paid for it. Just run the same spot. Right. But it is iconic, and it is one of those things like, oh, the holiday season has begun. You see the little Hershey kisses playing. You, We wish you a Merry Christmas. And it's adorable. Just let him be. I agree. Just let him be. Yeah. Should we go on to my next pick? I'm just happy guys got paid to make a new commercial. Good for them. Good for them. Okay, uh, here is my next pick. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Time Life Music presents the Treasury of Christmas. Over one million sold. Now, for the first time, Time Life Music brings you all these great stars together in one Christmas collection. 50 timeless classics on three records, two long play cassettes, and now on two compact discs. To order, call the number on your screen. Only Time Life Music brings you Bing Crosby's White Christmas, the most popular recording of all time. The Treasury of Christmas, the perfect way to celebrate the joy of this holiday season. 50 songs on three records, two long play cassettes, just $19.99. And now for the first time on two compact discs, just $26.99. Write or call now. Squeezer, if you wanted to buy this right now off eBay from 1987, mm-hmm. you'd pay like three bucks more. It's like $29.95 I could find. Yeah, I thought you were going to say like 300 bucks more or something. No, but that's like how Wait. proliferated this was and out there with everybody. Like it, yeah. everybody had this tape. It or goes CD. that far back? 1987 it came out. Wow. On vinyl or cassette and now on CD. The CDs came out in 87. It might go back even earlier. But uh, yeah, it's got all the classics on it. Um, and but these these ads were played at nauseum, squeezer, nauseum mm-hmm. during the fucking Halloween ho- holiday season, and it had that. Uh, so two LPs or two cassettes were nineteen ninety nine, and two compact discs were twenty six ninety nine. My mom had the cassettes, 
Um, Treasury of Christmas One, P.O. Box 13, Orchid Park, New York, 14128, or call 1 800 441 03100. Um, I don't know. I just, when I saw this, I was like, oh my God. My mom had these time life, and I just remember this commercial. Oh, yeah. Oh, the fucking. Oh, no. I, I kind of miss, uh, that this one of the things I miss about. Well, just sitting quietly on the couch with my wife watching TV. But um, there was a time where we would, you know, you're scrolling through channels and you come across a Time Life commercial and you stop because it's a song you like. Then you don't even realize it's a Time Life infomercial. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there for a half hour watching it. Mm-hmm. And you just do because why not? Time it's like life. listening to the radio little by little. Um, Little, little pecs of radio yeah i i one of these does it uh it was one of those like 50s doo-wop ones that came out this was uh, maybe 10 years ago or so i remember um the time life one and i'm at i was visiting i was at my grandmother's and it was just the two of us sitting there and this commercial comes on and they're going through it was one of the two minute ones and they're just rambling through all these songs and I'm, I'm, you know, being an awful grandson, just kind of on my phone, half talking to her, waiting, you know, we're sitting there watching uh, Price is Right. And I look over and she's fucking crying. Really? Yeah. And it's because it was all these 50s doo-wop songs, like all, all these songs that like she was a teenager, like us, like no different than, you know, some like. I don't know, some Len comes on and we get all excited. Um, but like she was like melting and like like wiping her eyes like oh that took me back kind of thing and then that led down some long conversation and it was it was really sweet and sad like those those commercials actually like I'm like wow that, that's really one that's a really good commercial you just made an old lady cry um but yeah they're a little time capsule and that's what the I I think the Christmas ones are too like just. Because those also don't age. Like, every kid, you're going to hear that Perry Como Christmas, you know? Yeah. Which is a lot happier than the new 2020 uh, Chris Cuomo Christmas. You really like the Chris Cuomo jokes, don't you? Fuck him. (laughs) Yeah, I never, I don't fucking know anything about him. I know he has a show on CNN, that's it. Never watched it. Um, although he would kick Bob Costas's ass. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's not that goes without saying. Squeezer, your fourth pick. We're finally getting a little faster. Getting, getting through somewhere. this and getting somewhere. This show is all over the damn place. Oh oh oh! The night before Christmas, an Oreo cookie's waiting for a special guest. I'll just take a little rest. Ho 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 ho! Is that kid with the Oh, how sweet is that? Mm. It is a really, just the way it sang, sung, sang, sung, shang, sung. Um, 
so does mine. Uh, it's really sweet. And this is a really classic Christmas. Uh, it goes back to, uh, I say mid '80s with this. It was like '86, '87. Uh, commercials get a little iffy sometimes on the date. So I think '86 was the first time this ran. And it's the little boy. He's sitting out. He puts some Oreo cookies out on a very fancy uh, uh, porcelain plate. I'm I'm guessing it's like fine china, which fortunately for us, like, isn't a thing anymore. Like, how how much fine china do you own? Uh, zero. Yeah, yeah, it's not a thing anymore. It used to be a thing. I remember when we had to, like, register for our wedding, and it's like, okay, and these are your plates, and uh, some people still like to register for the fine china. I don't know if you... No. It's like, okay. And literally, like, at like Bed Bath & Beyond, like, where, like, the fine china is, like, where back in the day it used to be, like, the, the glorious thing at, like, Macy's. Like, it was this epic place that you would go. Like, that's where they stored, like, the rolling ladder to get to the other stuff. Because no one went there. Anywho. The kid makes this adorable little note to Santa. With, uh, some nice big capital T's. Uh, it, it's almost like the art department went out of their way to write it. It's a little too cute. But it's still adorable. Um, he meticulously stacks the Oreos on the porcelain plate. Kind of like the uh, book stacking of, what the hell, where was it from? Symmetrical book stacking, like the Philadelphia Mass Turbulence of 1873. Yes, like that. Uh, and a very tall glass of milk uh, for Santa. And he waits up for him, and the little boy falls asleep. When Santa arrives, delivers his presents, and then Santa uh, consumes the said Oreos and uh, milk. Because nothing's free, kid. That's at least what you learn there. It's like Santa's not going to just drop shit off for free. You got to pay. And that's in Oreos and um, Hulk. Uh, You're right, Ray. No human being yeah. would stack books like this. Yes, or Oreos. Um, and then he's just about to wake up and slash jingles about to end. So Santa quick whisks away and the little boy wakes up to realize that he just missed Santa. And the milk is gone and the Oreos are gone. Um and, and then uh, the jingle ends. And then they have to tag it with Nabisco because why not? someone in a boardroom, because they originally did it, and it ends with O-R-E-O. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, great. It's, it, it flows so well. And someone with a suit in the boardroom goes, <clears throat> yes, it's Oreo, but we are the Nabisco company, and we need people to know that Oreo is a Nabisco product. Did they cough and... first before they said it, or was that you? <clears throat> that was me doing an impression. Oh, okay. And you did half your, impression. Your I kind of half coughed. Throat yeah. clear before you did it. I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it, it just ruins it. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't ruin it. But I'm like Nabisco. Like the, it was clearly tacked on. Like, you know for a fact, someone in there said, you know what, we have to let them know we're Nabisco. That's important. People need to know Oreo is a Nabisco product. Who cares? I, I don't. No, but someone clearly did because you wouldn't just add on Nabisco. Now, granted, the, the tagline of Nabisco is now iconic because someone made it be iconic, but there was no need for that. Because no one goes out and goes, oh, I, I'm going to get some Oreos. It's like, oh, no, no. 
Or Make sure I'm, you I'm get the get Nabisco some... Oreos. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna get. Yeah, you gotta get Nabisco Oreos. No, they're Oreos. Ore. I'm sorry. Your product is bigger than your your brand product is bigger than your company. What whatever it's considered. Mm-hmm. But Oreo is bigger than Nabisco. Mm-hmm. More people know Oreo than Nabisco. Right. I mean, we know because there's a giant fucking warehouse down the street. But yeah, it's. Oh, that got me fired up when I listened to that. Nick You're running for hot. The first time. You're running. I'm hot. hot. I'm running hot. I love this commercial. It's adorable. It's very wholesome and warm and cozy. And I just want to. I I just picture myself as that little kid just falling asleep on the couch. Um. Although now I picture myself as that same kid falling asleep on the couch covered in nacho cheese with a beer spilled out of my hand, video game controller in the other, and the laptop open to some unsuitable content. <laughs> All right. With that, we're moving on to my last pick squeezer. This one is another one I like. I just dug up gold and I, I didn't know anything about it, and I'm just obsessed with it. Little towns in Europe had their own way of knowing the holidays were near. It wasn't the decorations or the first magic snowfall. It was the appearance of special holiday lockers in every pub and beer hall. Today, that tradition lives in America at Coors, introducing Winterfest, a lager so bold, so extravagant, we brew it only for the holidays. And when the new year comes, the Winterfest will be gone, but not the memories. This is amazing. Apparently, Coors was the first ever seasonal brew in America. Like, the first ever. No shit. I can't find, like... So I found this article from Westworld. Westword.com. Oh, I think... Ooh, Westworld. Ooh, we could talk Westworld. And it says, it's from November 30th, 2009, and it's by Jonathan Shikes. He says, beer and cheer, Coors Winterfest is back. It's not often that a powerless little blogger can claim to have influenced a billion-dollar conglomerate like Miller Coors. After all, the big boys of beer spend ungodly sums of money on marketing teams, blah, blah, blah. So for one insignificant beer drinker, drinking man to pen a report like I did in 2007, which was titled Coors Cancels Christmas, and then brew in parentheses, that would change the direction of an entire company is a pretty big deal. If that's what had happened, but it's not. (laughs) No, Coors (laughs) apparently decided on its own to bring back the celebrated Winterfest beer after a two-year absence albeit in limited production. Um, and only in, you can only get it in Colorado now. Um, Colorado. Colorado. I hate that. I hate every time he does that. <laughs> uh, Winterfest was first brewed. <laughs> and not when you do it. When It's only when one person does it. I know. Man. Makes me so happy. What, that he does it or that it angers me? That it angers you. I thought it angered you, too. Uh, we're talking I, Barry, I pick, right? I, I pick and choose my battles. No. Winterfest was first brewed in 1985 for Coors employees only. The next year, it was made available to the public. It was one of the first U.S. winter seasonals, a tradition now heartily embraced by craft brewers around the country. Uh, in 2007, the company made the beer only for employees again, choosing to focus on its pale moon seasonal. And in 2008, Winterfest disappeared altogether. This year's Winterfest is being made by AC Golden Brewing Company, a subsidiary of Miller Coors that is located in a tiny little brewery off in a side house at the company's complex in Golden. Coors doesn't have a marketing plan for Winterfest. There is a press release of... Oh, God damn it, Siri. Shut up. (laughs) 
So, um, Winterfest, from what I found, I found old pictures, old people like put, posting old bottles on Untapped and stuff. Like very late check in, greater than thirty years old bottles from like nineteen eighty nine. It says, "Everyone knows winter in Colorado is a wonderful time, especially around the holidays. The air seems it's crisp. cold as shit. The air seems crisper. The snow covers the landscape like a natural gift wrapping. There's no other place like it. And the feeling, and that's the feeling that inspired Colorado Native Winterfest. It's our celebrating this special time of year and toasting our friends in Colorado." Rebrew Colorado Native Winterfest in September. We begin with our prize two-row bar. Well, this is the latest one. I don't know what it... This is like the current version. Mm-hmm. You could buy Winterfest Steins on the eBay, too. No. Like, yeah, they had the whole... Um, but I can't like... I, got, I looked up newspaper articles, but I didn't find any. But it uh, looks like it was... Uh, a traditional full-bodied, robust beer in celebration of the season. Um, yeah, Coors Winterfest. Brewed in limited quantities for the choiciest mm-hmm. all-natural ingredients exclusively for Colorado. I think that was the original well, one. To even be considered beer, don't you have to have all-natural ingredients? Well, that's Rhein with the German purity laws, but not anymore. Even then, even like, it's only so much you can do. Yeah, I guess. But they originally released it only in Colorado, only employees, and then it, it went to everybody. Lagers brewed with great pride and in small quantities, just enough, and then no more until next year. Today, that tradition presenting winter for Lagers doesn't really. T- I I want this so bad now, like the original chorus Winterfest. The original, assuming that it tastes like the original and not yeah, you you know, can a bastardization get it again. of it. I guess they were making it all through. Like, I, I found, like, 90s. This before, like, Winterfest was a thing. Now they're, like, hand-numbered, it looks like. Oh, that's so they can make more money off it because they can charge more for more. It's, yeah. They got collectors and batches and beer people because if Coors just put out a winter beer they're gonna be like it's Coors we have to make it a little exclusive to make it worth everyone else's all the hipsters worthwhile mm. you gotta make them put down their IPAs for some reason which I'm drinking right now but <laughs> well anyway regardless. the commercial I love the commercial and uh, I love the fact that you don't know it's the holidays when it's snowing you don't know the decorations and lights you know when the special winter beers hit the fucking pubs. I could get behind that. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. All right. Your last pick. No, I, I, I like it's just coming with the don't bring home that Hydrox crap. Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah. Hydroxes are for people that you go to their house that you call your aunt, but technically isn't your aunt. I need to get a cricket sound effect. What the fuck? No, that's a legit thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> Am I bombing that bad? It's just funny. It's just stick. It's my stick now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm I'm very sticky today. 
Um, I don't know why. I'm in a silly mood. I feel like shtick. Were you writing material or is this all off the cuff? No, it's just off the cuff. Okay. No, 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 no. I would never write this shit because if we write that shit, you have to read it back to yourself and go, oh, that's not funny. So it's just going to come off the top of your head and you just say it. And, and then I tell you it's not funny. There's shtick no, and then there's stick. And you just kind of throw whatever goes to the wall and all of mine just kind of lumps to the floor like a... I'm going to stop there. It's going to get really <laughs> gross. <laughs> all right. With that, here's your last pick. Dear Santa, I want a fighting Frankie action figure, but not fighting Frankie. I want the bad guy with a laser and reversible face, but not the bad guy with a laser. I don't know what the heck he's talking about. Dear Santa, I want a fighting Frankie action figure. Another horse? Here, this will help. Get a Polaroid one-step camera for under 25 bucks, and maybe you'll get what you want this year. What's with the like nonchalant guy at the end? I, I, you know what? Even after I, I watched this, I listened to this, I edited it, I sent it to you, and then that was the first time it hit me. That was the worst fucking VO ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they forgot to add in the VO. It's like. Yeah, they had the guy from down the hall do it. Hey, could you uh, quick record this? Uh, just say uh, it's under twenty five bucks. Wow, yeah, it was just so nonchalant. You're right. Mm-hmm. Ugh. The rest of it is gold, because I'm I'm sorry. The line "horsome" is it should be in the nomenclature. It's so great. Um, which was uh, granted. Do you know there is a celebrity? There's a Star Wars tie in this. Oh really? Who in this commercial do you think is a Star Wars alumni? I can't see it. I can only hear it. Oh okay. There's Santa and an elf. Who do you think it is? Ah, Warwick Davis. No, not Warwick Davis. No, but he worked alongside Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis survived Return of the Jedi. This fine fellow did not. Phil Fondacaro uh, is the only Ewok to die in Return of the Jedi. He, this guy, the guy that played the elf in this Santa Polaroid commercial played who would later be named Nanta off of the other Ewok uh, Ramba going Nanta Nanta um, was the only Ewok to die in Return of the Jedi. Would go on to play Santa's elf in a Polaroid commercial. Hmm. Yeah, I mean he did. He, he was he was a busy guy. He did a lot of work, a lot of TV work, a lot of film work. He was in that. Uh, he was in Bordello of Blood. Um, Touched by an Angel. Who doesn't want to be in Touched by an Angel? Mm. Uh. <clears throat> Uh, a series regular in uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and a uh, starring role alongside Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen in uh, Double Double Toil and Trouble. We all know that VHS gold. Sure. Um, And also, I I found out via his Wikipedia, his wife was also the manager of Vern Troyer. Oh. Yeah, it's a short people thing. That's what they do. Hmm. They stick stick together. He comes in at uh, three foot six, uh, but he's known for. <clears throat> and I, I watched some of the other stuff, and he he really does like have that look. He he like he would beat the shit out of you, kind of thing. I want you want to cast him in that. Could he beat the I'm shit out short. of Bob Costas? Oh my god! Yes, yes. 
I want the elf from the polar. I want Phil Fondacaro in Nanta from the dead. I want a Nanta zombie beat the shit out of Bob Costas. Okay. Um. Yes, ish. He got. He's the one that got blasted by the ATST. Um. It, and it, it broke my heart. I still cannot. I, I retcon that he wakes up from that. <laughs> Out of all the Star Wars retcon, Aldernon dead. Everyone dead. All those um. You are Mon- shot out of a cannon. Cruisers. You're talking about dead. something you're heartbroken about. <laughs> like, you're like, you're so excited. Everyone, dead. It's awesome. <laughs> All those Mon Calmari. What, what kind of hot dead. chocolate did they give you? Uh, There was a lot of sugar in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really wired. It was delicious. Uh, There's a cup of candy cane in there and some other shit. I don't know. Chocolate bits and marshmallows. Who is yummy? Methamphetamines. Um, amphetamines. Um, some uh, tractor fuel. Uh, and uh, what would you get it off Infowars.com using code name RAD. <laughs> code word RAD to get 20% code. off your order. Oh, and then some uh, vanilla extract just for the little extra alcohol boost. Mm. Um but yeah, I, I love this spot because it's as 90s as you can get. I wanted to put these two back to back because you go from that 1986 with Santa eating the Oreos with the little boy. It's so sweet. It's the most adorable commercial ever. Ten years later, 1996, Santa is a complete asshole. And he is so much more relatable. And he's just sitting there irritated because he's cause like, I want the fighty Frank fighting Frankie action figure, but you know, I don't, I don't want fighting Frankie. I want the bad guy with the laser beams. And he's literally just irritated with kids. He hates kids. He doesn't want to deal with their shit. Their toys make no sense to him. He just has horses. His little elf with his horsem. His, he hates kids more than Santa. He he's, Santa. he really does. It's almost like they looked at um. Like he's like the Bob to Santa's Joker. Like you he's got the whole. He's got. I'm my number look. one. Hey guy. He's got the look and everything. <laughs> it's fantastic. I absolutely adore this commercial. Oh yeah, and then it ends because Santa gets the kid the right gift because the kid sends him a picture of it. Like, hey Santa, this is what the fuck I want. And then the other kid that looks like a little Buzz from Home Alone. It gets stuck with a little rocking horse. Mm. Um, but it's a great, absolutely great spot. Good for Polaroid. And uh, yeah, it's a fun one. I like it. it. It's 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 pretty dark. Santa makes a heel turn for sure. Right. It, this was the beginning of the Attitude Era for Santa. Hmm. All right. Well, I get behind that. Stone Cold Santa Austin. Um, I guess we're done. That's it. Wait, really? Yeah. No, I'm not ready. I'm too wound up. You need another pick. How many of those? Uh, did you have any of those rain thermogenic tonight? I didn't. I just I had. I've done seven picks in this show. You know that. Well, I had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and then on the way, I walked past a box of cheeses. I had to stop and eat some of those. I can't fault you there. You know. Yeah. Shit, they were good. 
Uh, well, join us next week when we will have more Christmas. Uh, what is next week? Music? Sure. Or wish book? Uh, no, wish book is three weeks. It's gonna, yeah, it goes commercials, music, wish book, Christmas vacation. Yes, we'll do a Christmas vacation watch along at the end of the. Remember that it's this episode. So when we go back to this episode, to remember what the hell we told the people we were gonna do. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it down this time. It was this one. Okay. Um, but that's all I got this week. Remember to rate and review us, uh, like us on uh, YouTube, uh, all the things. Right, Squeeze? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pointing down to the arrow below me. Like, yeah, like us. Boop, boop, boop. I'm RK. I am Squeezer. Bye, everybody. Bye.